Hi, this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Dion and Kenny for another episode of Wusha Weekend. And tonight we are continuing with International Month, where we're doing uh, the Raid Redemption, uh, or I'm sorry, Raid the Redemption uh, in America. Uh, this is a 2011 Indonesian film. It's a really intense action movie, and it incorporates a lot of Salat. It stars... Iko Uweis, I'm hoping I pronounced that correctly, and is directed by Gareth Evans, and it's basically uh, about a, a police raid of a of a, uh, a, a, a an apartment building that's essentially a fortress, and they get stuck in there and they have to fight their way out, and it's it's a really intense movie. It's kind of got the intensity of a zombie film, I would say, but it, no zombies. It's all martial arts and police tactics and drug lords. So. Um, so before we begin, I do want to mention we have a uh, um, a Patreon page, and there's a link in the description. You can go there and look at the different reward levels we have, and you know that helps us to obtain movies when we need to rent them or when we need to order DVDs. Uh, if we run into any hardware issues, we can use the money for that. So uh, just go and check out the link, and you can look at the rewards and see if you're interested. So so yeah, so why don't we begin with everybody's uh, just reaction to the movie? What did you guys think of it? I guess we'll start with uh, with Kenny. Um, I enjoyed it. Like it's it's not my first time watching the movie. Like I've seen it. I think I saw it in the cinema when it first came out, and uh, it, it it was a very I'd say oh, it's a very exhausting experience because the they, they they keep the tension ramped up so high throughout the movie. There are very few, there are very few like calm low points in in the movie. That like, you just sort of like tense and like waiting for the next bit of action to happen. They don't really... It's, it's relentless, I'd say. Um, but I really enjoyed the fighting. Um, the grunting, less so, but maybe uh, maybe that's just stuck out to me because apparently Brendan and Dion didn't really notice it during that. They, they noticed the, the, the ultraviolet more than the grunting. <laughs> maybe I'm just too desensitized to uh, people being stabbed through the throat with glass tubes and, uh, <laughs> and various other brutal ways of murdering people. <laughs> Uh, this is my first time seeing the movie, and I enjoyed the movie. Usually I'm doing something else when I'm watching a movie, but this time it was like my attention was caught from the beginning, so there was no delving into any anything else. It was so intense. Your attention was caught and kept, and I enjoyed the fighting style. It was definitely new and different for me. The The violence, not so much new. But yeah, it was a good movie. I I liked the side characters and the main characters, but I don't know. I I think they were all very well written for this type of movie. And uh, yeah, and I, and I like this movie. I I think I reviewed it on the podcast like two or three years ago. Like I saw this movie late. <laughs> somebody somebody recommended it to me, and they were surprised I hadn't seen it, and so. I, they basically said I, I have to get it and so I, I picked it up and so I probably saw it like five years or six years after it came out and I thought it was a great film it's like Kenny said it's really intense and exhausting like you I was almost not looking forward to this because I was like oh man I gotta sit through this re like it's a really an entertaining movie but I knew what I was gonna be undergoing watching the film and it's in and, and it's the kind of movie where you watch the protagonist just barely make it through by the skin of their teeth and every scene you're on the edge of your seat and so it's almost physically demanding of you as a viewer like you you you, you can feel it in your body when you're watching this movie and and so i was like this is not going to be a relaxing view uh, but as soon as it started i was right back in there and i was thoroughly enjoying myself and i was you know noticing little things i hadn't seen before so it's it's definitely a solid film, and I think uh, I think that, you know it, the the action in it is 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 just amazing in my opinion. Um, so yeah, so what did you guys think of? I guess we should, this is a movie where I think we should talk about the action, the fighting first, because it's it's predominantly an action movie. So I don't know, maybe maybe we could cut it up into firearm combat and tactics first, and then we can talk about the the martial arts stuff. But what did you guys think of the the sort of opening sequences where they're really emphasizing the police tactics and you know f you know the, the 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 like exchange of fire between the two sides i thought it was actually like for a yeah for a gunfight it was actually pretty clever so 
the one particular scene that, that stuck out to me was when they were all stood in the dark and um yeah we're not, we're not really sure what's happening but one of the police officers opens fire and the 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 nuzzle flash was in, enough to like give the bad guys like an indication of where the police are and then all hell breaks loose after that and it's just i think that's a very little thing i think but i think it's like it's, it's a it's a very clever um way to sort of spark off a, a spark off a um a, 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 an intense um round of gunfire hmm. Yeah, I think you really get a sense of what the police go through um, when they're entering some kind of raid. And the the thing that with most of these guys, if not all of them, being total rookies just makes it even more intense because they're not sure what they're getting into or what to expect. And you really feel for them. But I thought, like Kenny said, I thought a lot of the things that they did were um, pretty clever. Um, that scene in particular really did stick out also, but it, it felt different than a normal police movie. It was just so much more intense and you get this, I don't know, you just, to me, it was more of a bird's eye view into what really goes on. Like someone, like you could tell someone had to be in police training and trained them very well to do what they did. Yeah, I liked how they, like, just with the way that they were moving into the building initially, you just got a real sense of, like, this is Team A, this is Team B, this is how they're approaching things. And I like how the movie begins with them all kind of, like, everything is going to plan. And then the, and then as soon as things don't go to plan, the pieces just kind of start to crumble, and that's when they get really exposed. So on the way in... They're, they're like acing it, right? Like they're, they're taking out guys left and right. Everything's going smoothly. And then, and then when um, the white-haired guy, uh, and again, we're going to spoil stuff, so just keep that in mind. But when the white-haired guy, um, who's, uh, whose name is uh, Wayu, uh, shoots the kid, that's really when things kind of take a turn for the worse. And, and, and then it's almost like they're just slowly stripped of all of their resources, all of their tactical abilities, uh, though you still get flashes of it, you still like the the scene where they just start chopping their way through the floor. To me, I thought was a really you know cool moment in the movie, and it was again it's one where like tactics were kind of emphasized, where like a normal person goes in there and is looking for doors and windows, and because they've been trained, they're looking for sections of the floor to cut through and jump down. So you know, I just, I just thought stuff like that really worked well. Um, and uh, in terms of the fight scenes, like the the actual martial arts. I, I thought it was just amazing and stunning. The, uh, the, the, the fighting was all really painful to watch. And it was, uh, I don't know. It was, it like, I watch a lot of, we, we all watch a lot of martial arts movies, right? And I don't normally feel it when I'm watching it the way I do when I watch this movie. Do you know what I mean? I don't normally feel like, oh, that looks like it hurt, you know? Uh, it just yeah. had a lot of moments like that, and that that's and I I feel like I'm pretty immune to that generally. So I don't know what this movie was doing that triggered that in me, but I just was a lot more uh, sensitive to the violence that I was seeing. So, uh, well, maybe because like most of the violence feels like it has consequences. Like you see the results of like people getting winded when they get punched incorrectly uh or we're punching the wrong in the right place i guess depending, depending on which side of the uh of the battle of the wire yeah. on <laughs> um I, I, you can you can really like emphasize them like getting punched in the throat it's not it's not a, a comfortable feeling and like being thrown against, against the wall um i i feel like something that you know it, that happens in wuxia a lot is that these like the, the strikes are never really like I'd say realistic in the in the hand in, 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 in the sense that in in this movie it feels underhanded, right? Like a lot of the, the they're not low blows per se, but you know they're they're here to try and incapacitate you in in, in the most efficient way possible. But Wuxia doesn't really do that. They either like kill you with a weapon, or when it comes to like fist fights, it's always um, yeah you punch and people bounce apart and then they jump together and bounce apart again, and they're not I I. I 
often it's not as impactful as like seeing someone like suffering from yeah the actual physical detriments of being hit no yeah and also like the the bad guys were pretty ruthless too so they were like at one point the protagonist is on the ground and they say chop the leg and in 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 a lot of movies you don't feel like that's actually going to you don't feel that the that they're actually going to take the hero's leg off unless that's like the point of the movie or something but but here it, it seemed like a fair possibility because you weren't even quite sure who the protagonist was until I don't know like a quarter into the movie right because there's a, there's a few characters offered up as who could survive their way to the end of the film and I think that that really helped to to up the sense of you know oh my god who's on the chopping block in this movie because you might have thought that the that the leader of of the tactical unit was 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 going to be safe through the whole movie but you know again spoilers you know he he dies in a pretty terrible way uh what was that midway through the film yeah yeah that was that was jocka right jocka was the sergeant i believe yeah i was just gonna say that reminded me a bit of that um like a pretty infamous scene from was it saving private ryan uh where the one of the um, german soldiers was like had a knife and was like slowly like stabbing it into the into one of the the the, the soldiers on the main cast's heart and um and, and you can you can just see like the soldier that, that guy was just trying like very trying to push him off but he was just like in the, in the bad position and he wasn't mm-hmm. able to muster enough strength and, just, and the knife is just slowly slipping in and you can hear the gurgle as he dies right and it's kind of similar here. Like you see him like concussed and he's unable to react. You can tell that like he's in a bad position and um, the dog was his name. The Mad dog. dog. Mad, Mad dog. dog. Mad dog was just like getting in position to like rip like tw- uh, com- like oh, uh, twist his head off basically. Uh, and you can just see it. It's just like a slow methodical methodical approach to the inevitable like moment. You get it. Just really like. Sets like this, that scene was was quite powerful as well because you just the hope the helplessness of the of Jacko was just like completely reflected. Well, and it's it's even more like I think one of the things that that makes that scene like really emotional at the end too is that Mad Dog is in, at first it seems like he's almost kind of honorable like he puts the gun down and he's about to fight him barehanded. And you kind of breathe a sigh of relief, but then as the fight goes on, you realize, oh no, this is ten times worse than being shot in the head. Like, you know, Mad Dog is just interested in killing him with his bare hands, basically. And and so it, it's it's an even less dignified death than if he had just been shot. This shot in the head would have been more humane. Yeah, yeah. And it's not the first time the movie does that either. So when we're mm-hmm. introduced to uh, the the boss, and he runs out of bullets um, during when when he's executing various people, and then, and he leaves a gun on the guy's shoulder. He's like, "I'll be right back." <laughs> that was that was a horrifying scene because he just very rapidly starts executing people, but you get to see the expression on their face before it happens because they're all lined up in front of that tarp. And it, it humanizes them instantly, you know what I mean? Because you see the fear in their eyes, and he's just mercilessly killing them. And I don't know, do you think he planned that? Like, do you think he deliberately knew how many bullets were in the gun and was just, you know, doing that on purpose? Probably. Yeah. He, he seems like a type who would get off on that kind of uh, sadism. <laughs> yeah, that, that scene was, was one that was really intense. I thought another one was when they were hiding in the crawl space and yeah. the guy's going through with the machete and it uh-huh. gets him on the cheek. That 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 was like that was uncomfortable to watch just because the, the machete just sat there for like three or four minutes, you know, in real time. And and and, and all you could think of is how painful it's going to be when he pulls the machete out and they make you wait for for so long for that to happen. Yeah, and I like that he wipes the blood as it goes out as well. Like, yeah, me too. That was very smart. It, it's one of those things which is quite easy to miss, like even on, on the filmmaker's part and also on the audience's part. Like, maybe maybe at some point there'll be a, a, a film buff somewhere typing away. Oh my god! Like, why didn't they notice that there was a massive trail of blood on the machete or whatever? But you know, the fact that they sort of anticipated that, I don't know. Like, it it was very smart. Okay, it was one of those things which. Uh, adds a lot to that particular scene i think 
No, that that scene that scene was intense. That that's that's the scene that I I always remember from this movie, um, and uh, and yeah. So the, and and also the um, j- just the just the way that like when they first go in, right? You feel like they've got this. They've they've got everything kind of under control. But then as the movie unfolds, you realize that that the bad guys are so much in a better tactical position that they 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 they're able to easily deal with all their men outside and it, it's and then by the end of the movie when it's revealed that that they that they that they kind of knew it all along that they were they were they were basically waiting for them to show up you know it, it's just this i don't know the it's just kind of like the sinking feeling in your stomach over the course of the movie but who expects that many bad guys to be living in one apartment building i know it was kind of like a safe haven mm-hmm. for criminals but you're not expecting them to come out like roaches, you know, as many as they did. And then he goes free rent to whoever, you know, can kill all these people. And it's just like, then they all came out. It was just like, I was not even expecting, like when they said that there were bad people living in there, I was thinking maybe 10 tops in the whole entire apartment building. But man, it seemed like there were a hundred. They just kept coming. It seemed like even the kids were in on it, right? Because the kid like runs away and shouts police, right? So it's uh-huh. like, yeah, no, I, 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 I think that's the thing about it is, is, is it's just this, this image of a building in your head. And you don't really know, you know, they build it up at the beginning when they talk about it, but you don't know the extent of it, and you kind of learn it as you're, as you're watching the movie. So. Yeah, uh, there's a very large scale meth lab or something, uh, <laughs> and. As you mentioned that like, they have the muscles to sort of protect that that level of operation there. Yeah. So it's so amusing that like all these people run out and are like all very capable martial artists. Um, they all trained in the same school of that. Yeah, yeah. There's a. I mean, well, well, okay, but I will say that's at least partly believable. If you're a career criminal, you're going to have to perform violent acts, and I think it it makes sense that you would hone those skills a little bit do you know what i mean i mean maybe not to the extent that we saw in the movie but uh but it's no worse than any standard kung fu movie right where everybody is 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 modestly capable of of martial arts um yeah but uh i do want to talk specifically about some of the martial arts sequences in a bit but um but but i i kind of want to talk a little bit about the plot too because we we addressed action first what did you guys think? I mean, I know it's an action movie and the story is not as important as in other films, but there is a story here. And I, I'm just curious what you guys thought of it. Um, oh, it, it's... I, I think that the story itself, it lends very well to the sort of... I think the, the, the level of tension that the whole movie has, right? So um, they clearly designed this movie to, to be sort of high-octane, edge-of-the-seat, thrilling experience, which, uh, yeah, I mean, it's... It, it's kind of inconsequential that, you know, the, the bad guy um, is, you know, was, was who he was. Like, as, as, if they had any other building full of criminals, like, it could probably even have had the same effect, right? Mm. Um, so in that sense, it wasn't, you know, that, that memorable. I, I don't know, like it's, um, it feels like, like a dungeon crawlery type thing to me. It's like, definitely you, a dungeon, like, this is definitely a dungeon crawl. Yeah. Like chopping through the floor is definitely something P- PCs would do in a, in a dungeon crawl. Um, but, uh. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like the, he- the 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 story kind of bobs its head up every once in a while. It's sort of like because it's so action focused, they made a story that can emerge briefly and heighten everything, and it's easy to follow. They're raiding a building. Okay. Oh, here's 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 a new detail about the raid that's relevant. The you know the it, it wasn't it wasn't an authorized operation. Oh, it's actually not even really a police operation. It's more about taking out this guy as a hit. And you know, oh, and this guy's brother is in the building, and and that you know that you know that's something that uh, that that adds you know a, a lot to to the scenes with the criminals in the in the in the conference room, right? Because the 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 brother has to conceal that. 
he's related to this guy and the the boss is so paranoid that he 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 kind of finds out pretty easily and and so you know and it's the sort it's the thing that really you know leads to that that showdown between mad dog and uh and rama and the brother so but i like i like how the story is is simple enough that i can track it and not because i mean I'm, you're already tracking so much in this movie i wouldn't want a complicated story so i feel like it it was it was fairly cleverly put into the movie i thought it was perfect for this it was like you said it was very simple easy to follow and really there's not much to a raid on an apartment building i mean there's not too much of a story you can really have with that especially if you want the action to be showcased it would be interesting if somebody attempted that, though. If they tried to make like a super melodrama, or like every room something is going on. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I, I, I like this movie called the um, the Cube. Was it? There's that movie where like people, you have a group of people trapped in in, in rooms, and you have to, they had to like try and escape the maze, and each room had like different traps and stuff. I. I... I, I don't believe I've seen that one. Is that the one with Jennifer Lopez in it? Or is, am I thinking I, of a different movie? I don't remember. It's just one of those types it, of... This is like the third time that movie has come up on this podcast. So I think I have to watch it. And <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so... So yeah, so, so, you know... But, but yeah, there's not a whole lot of story. So I think we should kind of focus more on the characters. And the character I want to start with is actually Mad Dog. Um, first, I just want to know what you guys thought of Mad Dog. Oh, he was great. I, I, I especially like the fact that, like, you know, he's not, um, yeah, despite the fact that, you know, he, he's, um, I'd say he's, like, featherweightish. Like, he is, like, he's small. Very he's slight he's really build, small. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, um, he, he's probably, like, I mean, he, he looked re- like he would be, like, a lightweight or a featherweight. I, th- I think you're right. Yeah. And I, I, I like the fact that, you know, uh, even though, like, in sort of martial arts movies, um, even small people tend to be, like, super badass. Like, he was super badass, but at the same time, like, they kept in mind the fact that his size or his weight class would was a bit of an issue at times, yeah. given how easy he was, like, flung around and stuff, right? Yeah, they would throw him, and also, when in the fight with the sergeant, he was using his bigger body to just kind of, like, ram him and knock him down. Like, you, you could definitely see size impacting those fights. Yeah, but the thing is, the most terrifying thing about him is that, despite being thrown around so much, like he just keeps getting back up, and like he might be bleeding from the mouth, like, or or, or, or you know, a slight, little bit shaky, but he's just right back at it. And the the name Mad Dog suits him really well because he is like a rabid dog, like he won't give up until he is down down for good, basically. He keeps he fighting. Ra- oh, oh, go ahead, Dion. Sorry, I was gonna say he was a, a rabbit chihuahua. You know, he's just all in your face all over you and he can't i mean you're thinking wow this guy isn't really going to be able to do much Mm. but once he starts you're completely convinced that anybody of any size can win in any bout against any bigger opponent this guy was amazing his skills were just Wow, and the cleverness using everything that he could to for leverage to get over the size difference was awesome. And also, he's just like a psychopath. Like he, he just he clearly loves killing people in that way. Oh, yeah. And he and he and there's a moment when, uh, when he first decides to fight the sergeant, where he puts his hands up like that, and so you can tell he was like some kind of competitor. Do you know what I mean? Like that was like something mm-hmm. a guy who fought in the ring would do. And so, and so like, I got this like instant backstory on him just from that one gesture, but it just how, I don't know. He's just so, so crazy. But the question I have is, is he honorable or is he just insane? Like, cause he, he, in both of those scenes, he, he doesn't, he, he could easily have killed the brother and the other brother with a gun in that scene, right? In the final match between them. But he chooses to just use the brother as a punching bag and then allow both of them to fight him two-on-one, which is an, an unbelievable disadvantage he's putting himself into. And in the first fight, he has the guy at gunpoint, and he puts the gun down and takes out the clip, and he fights him. Um, but it's obvious that he is doing that because he wants to kill the guy with his hands. So 
is 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 does does that remove the honor that we I mean, see? No, or... one's had, uh, no one's really defined honor to also mean good, right? No, no, no. It doesn't have to be good. I just mean like yeah, some yeah, kind so of I, code. I think it's of... perfectly honorable. Like they, it's not like it, he gave them a fighting chance. If they beat him, mm. that it's his loss. Um, but the, the only issue is like he doesn't consider himself beaten until he's dead, and he doesn't consider them beaten until they're dead, right? Yeah. Maybe the opponent has different ideas on what it means <laughs> of their fight. Yeah. But yeah. I think like he he was acting within his own co- like his own code of honor of like I will put down my weapons and I will fight you hand to hand, and when you and when you lose, I will end you, <laughs> which I think is fair enough. <laughs> and, oh, I ahead. say he's an honorable sociopathic, insane killer yeah that's, that's... i would yeah, agree what, what i read i like about him as well like after um when he meets with um andy at the elevator and he's pulling the dragging the, the corpse of the uh the sergeant i i feel like he was a bit more cat-like in the sense that he was bringing a toy for for his master uh-huh. like, yeah. look, look at what i got and and i felt like that really sort of added that to the the, the dog part of um, <laughs> yeah no that was that was a scary scene because you realized how different he and the andy character the uh, the uh, the other guy who was like the consigliere type figure you, you realized how different they were in that scene like like mad dog is a killer and he's loyal and he's you know just all these things and and it and it made me afraid for Andy in that moment cuz i i was thinking oh no he's going to see the dead bodies in the elevator like it's just going to all unfurl right here um i cuz he he, he, he he the bodies were shown when he was talking with uh, Rama in his apartment Rama was like asking who oh who are those and it, oh like, that's right that's right it was that's like, right. oh they're nobody yeah. so they, so he'd already moved them but i'm surprised that like there wasn't any blood remaining or anything like it seems yeah, I, I know. you know, either way, the, the boss found out anyway, so it was, uh, you know, but I, I thought it was going to happen at that elevator moment. Um, so what about the uh, the Rama character, the protagonist? I mean, the, uh, you know, you know, he's 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 the uh, the main figure in the film. It's strange that someone who set off so many death flags at the very beginning of a movie survived to the end, to be honest. It set off so many what? Death flags. Like you know, he said, "I'm gonna retire after this job." Oh, oh, I, okay. okay. <laughs> oh, I need to. I'm gonna go back and get married after this yep. whatever. And, yeah, my yeah, my I, pregnant wife. Yeah, 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 baby on the way. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah, but that I think that's an American cop thing, right? Like that's something that happens in American cop movies, where if somebody's gonna retire, that's you know that's a sure sign that they're gonna die and and all that, but. But yeah, I'm 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 glad they didn't go that direction with with his character. I'm glad he survived. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I liked him. I thought I, I thought uh, what is Eco Oasis? I thought he was incredible as a just as a martial arts performer, and just the uh, I don't know, just the 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 it's it, you don't. It, this guy was skilled with just about everything he touched. I don't think like I think mm-hmm. he you know we saw him use everything. And, and he was good at all of machetes, it. Machetes, actually, I think. Like oh. he, he, he knew how to use them, but it, it looked a little uh, shakier compared to say the um, the bad guys. Because I think like mm. he's trained with sort of official weaponry, and mm. and you can tell like he, he with a combat knife, like he is a beast, and mm. like with firearms and all that sort of stuff. But when it comes to like improvised weaponry, like he's a little bit like he knows how how he should use it, but when. Then, it, it it did feel like he wasn't like quite sh- like he he had to spend time adjusting to like the weight or the length of the weapon and he didn't use it as well as it could have been used I think so we, which is like if that's intentional I think that's a really sort of smart move because it makes sense that why would a SWAT officer spend time training with a rusty machete that's true though we did see him training in the beginning of the movie so we did get a sense that he's like maybe more martial arts oriented than some of the other people that were involved. Um, yeah. but like, I liked how he used the police baton. Do you know what I mean? Like they were basically using it On as a like a tonfa. Yeah. yeah. But, but it was just cool. Cause like, I mean, I'm sure there are movies where it's been done, but like, I just, I don't usually see the police baton used in that way. And, and, it, and, it, and, it, and it really added to that, that scene, those fight scenes in the hallway with the knives and the, and the police baton and just all the different weaponry in the, in that sort of narrow corridor. Those are the ones that I think really impressed me the most. 
and and again those are the ones where you see the guys getting stabbed in the neck on the on the door frame and stuff so um how do you think so like narrow hallways um have have the benefit of uh what i what 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 sort of people call the martial arts like syndrome where people dance around the main character who's fighting one-on-one with someone every so often someone else jumps in and yeah rather than being like a grand massive melee type thing it's always one or two people at a time and in, in large open spaces that doesn't really make sense because yeah. the correct approach would be to all swarm right but when you put when you put them in these sort of corridors having only like one or two people being able to act, act like being able to reach the the the, the, the character uh, made a lot of sense yeah. and um and didn't really like take take me out of the immersion of, of you see people dancing around in the background waving a, a machete or whatever you don't see that like a- anyone you see on screen is there and and if they can reach the main character they were hacking and slashing at him they weren't like there was no sort of like posturing or anything involved. it was all very sort of grim and straight to it yeah, I mean, it also it makes the footwork and the positioning important because, like, you know, they ha- like where they physically are in that corridor matters a great deal, and so there's like a lot of a lot of pivoting and things like that, which I like to see. So, um, and also, yeah, because I feel like you had the corridors, you had the rooms, and then you had like the meth lab, and like I think like one or two other special chambers, like the 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 meat hook room where he had the, where he had the guy on the chain, um, and and also some of the stuff in the exterior. So the the and the rooms were good for a lot of things too, right? Because like they could kind of throw little surprises in there at you. Yeah, more more props come in during yeah. in, in the rooms, like the fr- yeah. the refrigerator, right? Like the refrigerator. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I got a question though. Like, what was the point of? Um, I guess it was to try and contain the blast outwards. Yeah, yeah, because they, yeah. they they were going to explode that tank in there. And I think he threw a grenade in there, too, didn't he? He, he, threw, threw, a grenade, he threw a grenade in there to set off the tank. Um, so, but and my question is, why didn't he just throw the grenade into the hallway? Uh, I don't know enough about weaponry to know whether maybe that maybe that wouldn't pierce through an entire crowd of people. But well, I, I think they were trying grenades. to ignite the air with that tank and that they wanted the fire to all go in the right direction, right? Yeah. But I, but I don't I know. Like a, a, I don't know. Like, a, 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 um... Well, like a standard grenade should like be able to, if even like twenty people outside, I feel like all of them would be severely injured if you threw a grenade in the midst, right? Probably, probably. I think I. So I, I think it was mainly the blast containment is what they yeah. were shooting for. But, but, uh, but I don't know. It was pretty intense. Just all of a sudden, they're just moving this fridge over there, and it's just very sort of, you know, makeshift and and kind of cool. Yeah. And people being shot as they were pushing the fridge, and you're trying to think, oh, is it worth it? What are they trying to do? You know, but, will, this, will it pay off? You mentioned Saving Private Ryan a moment ago. I think this movie gets a lot of that kind of feel where you just don't know, like, when they're in the middle of the fray, you don't know how safe people are. They walk by a window, they get shot. You know, they, you know, it, it all kind of happens at random moments. So you don't always see it coming. But, uh, but yeah, so what about the, uh, um, the white-haired guy, Wahyu, the 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 evil police, corrupt police lieutenant who who orchestrated the whole thing and led them all to their doom. I know Dion, He's... you had strong opinions about this guy. So I... oh, I hated him. I you don't take rookies into a situation like that. They need more experience, and you're doing it all for your glory and to you know just take out a hit and earn a lot of cash. Oh, I just, I hated him. I wanted him to but, die from the very beginning. But he did say that. The first thing he said when he saw the SWAT team was like, why did you bring so many rookies? And, he, and that's why he forced the sergeant to force him, send him to the back so that, and, and hang out so that they wouldn't, like, have to take part. I don't know what, like, I, I, to be honest, I'm not really huh. sure, like, what this order of things. Oh, sorry, Brendan, go on. Oh, no, I was going to say, I don't know how, how can you not participate in that? Like, like, you could put them as far back as you want, but, like, they're, it felt like there was you know, this was the kind of situation with if you're there you're participating whether you like it or not it... yeah he had, there were two lookouts right um, that were shot at the very beginning they were outside the building I think yeah uh, the, the guys in the, them first. the guys in the truck or were they there were guys in the truck and there were two there, there were also guys standing watch outside mm. as well um and the snipers got them first but left one of them alive so that they could scream uh that was... and... 
Well, it, it was, it's, it's what we call a 400 IQ move because yeah. that lured one of the police officers to poke his head out yeah. the window to see what was going on. Oh, it was perfect. Uh, it was really, it was really well yeah. done. Um, it was, it was both sadistic and tactical at the same time. So it, it's, <laughs> it served multiple purposes. Um, but, uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I, oh, go ahead, Kenny. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was going to say like, yeah, he, he, the white haired guy was a bore. Like it, it, it at the end, like when he tries to kill himself as well, it's just like what? A, I just thought, what a coward! Like mm-hmm. it's understandable why he would try that. Like given like the situation, you know that the um, the boss had described. Like you know, you are just a a, a a piece on the chessboard, and you know, even if you leave her alive, you're gonna get fucked anyway. So what's the point? <laughs> I I loved the reveal. I loved how everything was revealed to him by the bad guy at the end, like that, and uh, yeah. and it. it and his whole plan just sort of fell apart, but uh, but yeah, I remember last week we were talking about how uh, you know a face that that must be punched. I forget the term. Yes, you know, um, that's what this guy is. This guy had like even the bad guy is actually fairly charismatic. He doesn't have a punchable face, right? Like the villain in this movie, who who's the drug lord, he's not. He's not. He doesn't have a punchable face. He has a he has a face that's self satisfied in a lot of ways and crazy and Joker like, but not. Not not one that needs that demands to be punched like this guy has. So I feel like they did a good job of building in the resentment towards him from the very beginning. So by the time you get to the end, you you know, well, what did you feel? Because Dion, you had sent me a message that said this guy needs to die by the end of the movie, right? Something like that. I forget yes. what. It, now, I, now I, I want to know how you that. feel about what happened because he obviously didn't die, but it was I'm disgusted. <laughs> He should have been used as a human shield. But don't that's how you, much I hated him. See, I was because I was thinking about 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 your statement. I was I was wondering how you were going to feel, and I was thinking, well, I guess what he suffers at the end is worse because he tries to commit suicide and he doesn't have enough bullets to do it. So he clearly wants to die. So he doesn't get what he wants in the end. So maybe that I thought maybe that would make you happy, but you just wanted him to no, die. No, I just want I wanted him to die by enemy hand. <laughs> Um, I just did not feel, I, I felt like Kenny that him taking, trying to take his own life was cowardly because he didn't want to be disgraced, mm. but you've already set the whole thing in motion. He just should have died by enemy hands. And I think mad dog would have been the perfect person to do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say mad dog would have done a very thorough job. And also mad dog is probably the most likable villain in the movie in a way. So like. You'd kind of be able to root for Mad Dog in that moment, right? When when the oh yeah when the drug lord is 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 deriding him at the end, you're a little bit torn, right? Because you don't you don't know who to root for in that scene exactly. But if if Mad Dog were going after him, it would be an easy choice. So so yeah so yeah, I think he's he's a thoroughly unlikable character, but the actor's doing his job, right? Because we 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 all had that that feeling about him, so. I, I, I feel like it's it's one of those one of those roles where, you know, he, he probably gets yelled at in the street when he's going to do his laundry and stuff. But, you know, <laughs> but it, but he but he, but he he, need, he needs to get a nod for that. Uh, what, what did you guys think of the drug lord, Tama? I love how he was eating instant noodles at the beginning. He was eating like, a lot so... of things in the movie. We saw him eating instant noodles. We saw him eating an apple or some kind of fruit with the paring yeah. knife. Right. And I think we even saw him eat something else, but I'm not 100% sure. It's just amusing that you have a drug lord of a, you know, basically an empire underneath him, and he's just sitting there, uh, standing there, like, eating instant noodles out of a bowl before casually executing people. It's just... <laughs> well, it's the mark of a sociopath. It, it's like, it, to, to me, it says, if, if you see a person in a really tense situation eating, it says that they're calm. You know, that they're just, they're not feeling any of the nerves that everybody else in the room would be feeling. And that they, that they can enjoy noodles like that, you know, it, as, you know, right before they kill somebody. It, it, yeah. It, 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 and, and, and we see that again in the scene when, when, it, when, uh, when, when he's questioning uh, Andy about, you know, his involvement with his brother and he's, he's 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 chewing on the apple, and it's like it's like the the food kind of just gives him a sense of being relaxed and chill. I think. But I'm also like amused that instant noodles is his food of choice. Um, <laughs> you know, was, were they definitely instant? Were they in an instant noodle cup, or were they? You know, you know when you see like 
yeah, it's instant noodles cooked, and then like sort of curly. And yeah, it, it was instant noodles. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's like his bunker food. Do you know what I mean? Because because his whole thing is he's got that like control room, right? We don't know how long he's been in there waiting for this guy to show up. So maybe he just had like you know. He just had prepared like boxes of instant noodles to to hold him over. Boxes of instant noodles and, and fruit, so that he could uh he could he could you know he could hold out. I'm assuming it's like early in the morning as well, so he's having for breakfast of all things. It's just like this guy is a psychopath. He's having instant noodles for breakfast. <laughs> I don't know if there's a time. There's no time restriction on instant noodles, no, right? Like is. you can have instant it's noodles. It's actually a staple breakfast in Hong Kong as well. Like it's a very common thing you get in the cafes and stuff. You get instant noodles with eggs and like lunch and meat or spam or whatever. Yeah, so, I mean it's it's it's, it's a it's a it's a starch, right? It's a, uh it's it's carbs <laughs> in the morning, so. Uh, yes, I mean cereal is just a starch in milk. Noodles is just a starch in soup. <laughs> when I used to do taekwondo, they had uh that's what they had for food in the in the downstairs and we would I would go in there for breakfast a lot of times to just make some some of those like korean instant noodles and it was i it was it, the only the only thing i think is you just don't want to use too much of the the spice if you're if you have a sensitive stomach but i don't think uh i don't think tama has to worry about that i think he, I, I think he could have i think that was probably the spiciest instant noodles conceivable that he was eating i don't i don't think he's afraid of spice when he's about to kill somebody i also like how like he's dressed so casually he reminds me a bit of um the Toad guy from Kung Fu Hustle. Yeah, because yeah. He, he's wearing flip-flops and, like, a vest. <laughs> and it's just, like, very shabbily dressed. But he is, like, brutal. And he's, like, ruling over an entire apartment complex full of thugs who are <laughs> more than willing to murder people for just to, to skip out on rent. He would have been home at a, at a record store, right? Like, you could imagine him just sort of, like, bobbing his head in a record store listening to music, you know? He's just... But he's this, he's this insane drug lord. <laughs> He See, blended I, I, in with everybody. Yeah, yeah, he did. I, I think he's a great villain. I, 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 I he's got the, the eyes. Something about his eyes really kind of, you know, I, they're like reptile-like or something. There's just something about the way that he looked, I and mean, his eyes were always excited and alert, and the paranoia and just everything about this guy I thought was great. Um, what do you guys think of Andy, the the brother? Do you guys get the feeling there's more to Andy than meets the eye? Let me ask you this. Yes. I Here's my point. I think we all know that it was a hit that was set up. I was wondering if Andy was the backer behind the hit that set him up to get rid of his um, drug lord so he could take over the Empire. Because that's what eventually ends up happening is he takes over the whole apartment complex. Yeah, he well, does. They got to move. He does. So, but he had that slick smile on his face. I know he's feeling like he's in his element, that he can't go back to his family and everything. But I think the complete surprise on his face when he saw his brother in the uh, video um, and everything that happened, I, I don't know. I kind of felt like Andy set the whole thing up. There is a part two. There is a part two to the movie. Um, and part two takes place two hours after the events of the first film. <laughs> really? I yeah. love when they do that. I love I love when movies just jump right into the into the sequel. Oh my! No time has passed or anything. No, it's just right back into the action, basically. But to be fair, you know, the, the Rama wasn't really like injured in any like noticeable way, other than like a cut on his cheek, right? Like, yeah. he fought a lot. He got punched. He's probably bruised a little bit, but <laughs> he's otherwise fine. So you know, he 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 can he can go for another raid on an apartment block, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really not enough time to even get your win back. I think after something like that, right? Like, no, the adrenaline's probably just finished like pumping for his body. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no rest for our hero, unfortunately. Um, and I will say, like, for Andy, like, throughout the movie, like, I, f- so, it feels like he is maybe doing undercover work. Uh, I got that okay. sense at the beginning. Yeah, like they they mentioned like he like in in the, in the sort of deep undercover sense, like it, um, his records were scrubbed entirely, right? It was mentioned, mm. and only his na- first name was known. And 
it's okay if I sort of spoil the second movie. Like, it's not a major plot point, but... Yeah, you can, spo- it, you can do that. That's fine. It's, it's just a brief saying, like, yeah, he's not an undercover cop, but it, it sort of feels like he's set up to be in this movie. Like, he's, yeah. he's undercover, like, trying to get close to the, this crime lord and then, like, yeah, feed intel back to the police and who sets, who then set up this raid or whatever. It, it, does, it does feel like he is being sort of, yeah, put there for a purpose. And, and what? But what was the what was the uh, spoiler from the sequel that you wanted? He's, he's not. He's not. He's not undercover. Oh yeah, no, no. He's definitely. Uh, yeah, the, I, I won't say anything because I don't want to spoil. Yeah, too, yeah. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, maybe one day we'll you do see, part you, two. You see what I mean, right? Like I, yeah. this, this entire first movie sets him up to have some that type of role. Yeah. Um, and it's understandable if he was, but it's also okay if he, that he that he isn't. I think. I think it would have so, been more interesting if he was. I think that would have been kind of cool. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so why don't we get on to recommendations and ratings? So we'll do, was it, uh, one to five is our rating system, right? With no, mm-hmm. no halvesies. Um, Kenny, do you want to go first? Sure. I will give this a four just because like, even on my third watch of this movie, um, I am still on the edge of my seat and like feeling the tension. Yeah. Um, it's not a five for me because you know, it's. There, there are bits that could be polished, I think, and uh, maybe the the tension is a bit too high strung. Maybe it's, it's just too too exhausting to watch watch the whole thing. And um, I do like all the actors. I like the action scenes, um, and I think the martial arts usage was uh, brilliant in the movie. And I just like that it's so gritty and dark as well. Mm. I'm giving it a four also. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I was so sucked in from the um, from the very first um, scene with the involving the police and everything. I, I thought it was very well acted. I loved the action sequences. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed the violence. Should I say that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I thoroughly enjoyed the violence. I mean, it was brutal and intense and very exhausting. I slept really good that night. Hmm. I thought I was going to have nightmares, but I didn't. So I'm giving it a four. I thought it was a good movie and you should go see it. It's Maybe that's why uh, you slept well because yeah, because yeah, after after the whole uh, they keep the tension so high so that you sort of forget about all the, the the brutal scenes and then once it's all over you're like your body just relaxes itself and you yeah. can feel like you're in a pure zen state of mind. It's, 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 it's practically a massage. It's practically a massage. Um, yeah, I, I I thought that uh, I I would I would give it a four as well. I. And and my my main reason for giving it a four and not a five is only because some of the fight scenes went on a little too long for my taste. Um, you know, not that they went. I if they were if they had gone on for a long time and I was still engaged, them it was fine. But I felt in some of the scenes I was like, I think I've seen that move once or twice already. I don't need to keep seeing. I I feel like this guy's done. You know, maybe we should. You know, uh, you know. And again, I'm a, I'm a little bit torn about it because I do realize. Most of the scenes that went on too long involved Mad Dog, and that was kind of the point. But I just feel like those scenes could have been a little bit shorter, um, especially the second one. I felt like the second one went on for a really long time, um, but not so much that I'm gonna like you know give it a three or anything. But so I, I would go with a four for for that reason. And I think it's a a really intense movie. I think that it's it's if you're an action fan, you have to see this film. If you like action movies, this is a must see. And if you like martial arts, this is a must see. And if you if you just like like anything that keeps you on the edge of your seat, this is a must see. So I, I highly recommend it. It's worth renting or buying. And uh, and yeah, it, it definitely would recommend the movie. So um, so yeah. So uh, are we doing Lady Snowblood next week? Is that our next film? Yes. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. I am so looking forward to doing Lady Snowblood. Um, so uh, so next week we will be talking about Lady Snowblood. Uh, a lot of this heavily influenced Kill Bill. If anybody has seen that, there's a lot of influence from the Lady Snowblood film in Kill Bill, uh, and it's it's a well. I don't want to spoil it for for everybody in the podcast, so I won't say anything about it beyond that. But but we'll be back on Friday with Lady Snowblood, and until then, we will talk to you later. <laughs>